Hello, you're listening to the Voice Over Hour podcast, season two, with special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. I've been a voice actor for over 20 years, working in all areas of voiceovers, including video games, commercials, promos, and narration. I'm editor of The Buzz magazine, founder and director of The VoiceOver Network, and I'm also a multi-award-winning entrepreneur. The VoiceOver Network is the number one place for voiceover professionals to get the best training, help, support, opportunities, and access to an amazing supportive community. We are all about helping, supporting, and strengthening the voiceover industry. The VoiceOver Hour podcast? Well, it takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry sharing, stories, insights, and so much more. They'll be dropping every Tuesday. They'll be up to an hour long, some more, some less. I'll be talking to some fantastic experts in our industry, including voice actors, agents, producers, and casting directors. They'll be sharing their stories, as well as information and advice to help you with your voiceover journey. I started the VoiceOver Network seven years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together, to help and support each other, to get the right information, and to strengthen this incredible industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals, and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome to this very special The VoiceOver Hour podcast. I'm joined by the amazing Tina Morosco, who has been a voiceover agent at two of New York's premier talent agencies, uh, WME and ICM, as well as a successful voiceover artist for the past 20 years. Most recently, Tina has been lending her expertise to Sound and Fury Casting, helping hundreds of brands find their perfect voice. Tina is passionate about sharing her experience from both sides of the business and has a proven track record of discovering new talent and mentoring them into becoming working VO pros. Welcome, Tina. Well, that was a warm welcome. I'm going to have to hire you as my PR agent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's absolutely fantastic to have you. And you're based in L.A., I am. Yes, in beautiful, sunny LA, which apparently is raining today, you were saying. It is. It's our first gloomy day. So I feel like I'm participating <laughs> in the world's experience of, of fall, or at least, you yes. know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. And um, and we've met at Sovas, haven't we? Sovas we have. We yeah. have. Yeah. Cheering you on yeah. as you take home all your hardware. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys, you guys are, yeah, you guys are always winning, which is good. So, yes. So, um, so tell us, how did you get started in the industry? Ah, in the industry. Well, we have to go all the way back to when dinosaurs <laughs> roam the earth. Um, it, it does feel like it's, it was a lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, vo- like many people in this business, I feel like voiceover found me. I know yeah. that yeah. You know, I think Jill can say that. I think Carly can say that. Uh, voiceover just sort of found me. I, I started in the mailroom at William Morris way back in the day. And um, as you do, you push the mail card and you get to know all of the different departments, all of the different agents. 
and you end up working as a floater and you and you go from department to department. And I kept landing in commercials and really, really loved it because it was so fast paced and so immersive and the assistants got to do a lot of the work. And, you know, before I really had any knowledge of what I was doing, I was thrown in the booth directing Alec Baldwin and Peter Gallagher and Patrick Stewart. And I was like, well, all right, I guess they're trusting me to do this. Um, So looking back, I can't even imagine what those conversations were or like what I offered them, you know, in terms of direction, but they were so, so lovely and, uh, and so wonderful to me. And I learned so much and Mm. I was there for three years and then ICM came knocking because they had only ever had a a celebrity voiceover department and they wanted to start a scale voiceover department in New York. The LA office of ICM had a booming scale department and the, my soon to be boss who was over at ICM only wanted to focus on celebrities. That's why he had gone there. Mm -hmm. So he brought me on to start their scale voiceover department and we built it from scratch. So this is really where I cut my teeth in the business because Mm. we decided we weren't going to steal clients from other agencies. So we went out every night to Broadway and off-Broadway and stand up and performance artists. And if I saw a guy juggling on the street that had an interesting voice, I was like, hey, you want to (laughs) come learn how to do voiceover? And so we grabbed these people from all different walks of the performance life brought them into our booth at ICM, which was really funny because, you know, it was like this state-of-the-art booth, gorgeous, like, you know, between 5th and 6th Avenue on 57th Street and, you know, super plush. And we're just bringing these people from all over the place up and putting them in the booth and teaching them how to do voiceover. And so our first ICM, like, agency demo reel were all um, demos that we created, but we would, like, record with the artists. We had an engineer that we were like, you know, using to mix and, you know, put the, you know, do the mix and music and all of that. And then our first like agency demo that we presented to the world were all, you know, artificial spots that we created. And it sort of just took off like wildfire because we did have, we, we were very fortunate and we ended up like finding because we had ICM behind us, you know, we, we found like Liev Schreiber very early in his career. And I mean, we just, we ended up getting all the writers from Conan O'Brien who, you know, went on to become like superstars either as writers and showrunners, but all of these really, really interesting perspectives and then teaching them how to do voiceover and, and blending them into a department. It just became very, very successful because it was different. Mm. And so that's sort of how I learned how to coach because I was teaching people from scratch, you know, how to work within these parameters and bring their unique point of view and their unique artistry to the actual like technique of voiceover. Wow. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. That's that's how it all started. Then I got struck by lightning, like not literally, but figuratively (laughs) and decided that I wanted to be an actor. And I just, I, I knew if I did that, I needed to have really solid conservatory training under my belt. So I just, I just auditioned for one program and I just thought, okay, I'm going to let fate decide this. And uh, sure enough, I got in. So I traded my fancy pants corner office for a dirty floor (laughs) at uh, (laughs) Rutgers University. Uh, And I studied under the 
you know, renowned William Esper, who's since passed, but he was one of the greatest Meisner acting teachers in the U.S. and uh, graduated from there in 99 and then moved out to L.A. And so when I had all that voice and speech training under my belt from grad school combined with all of the experience of being an agent, you know, you put those two things together and it was sort of a a no-brainer that my voiceover career would be the thing that took off first. And then, you know, I've done on-camera acting and all of that, but voiceover has always been my reliable bread and butter. It's just always been the constant in my life. And so I've had this career for 20 some odd years. And at some point, uh, I switched agencies and went to Atlas and Carly Silver became my commercial agent. And she left to go join Sound and Fury. And I missed her so much. And I called her one day to just kind of catch up. And she started telling me about, you know, how busy they had become and, and, you know, just what a wonderful opportunity it was. And I just kind of on a whim asked if they needed some help. And she's like, you know, possibly at the the time she was pregnant and I didn't know it. And, uh, you know, so it was a good time to sort of bring, bring another set of ears on. And uh, that was almost four years ago now. And it's just been going like gangbusters ever since. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. And, and so tell us a bit about Sound and Fury. So, so what does Sound and Fury do? Sound and Fury is a um, totally human-run voiceover casting (laughs) agency. We cast worldwide, primarily commercials, although we have dabbled in in some other areas, um, but 99% commercial voiceovers. And um, we cast everything from huge national or international worldwide you know, celebrity car campaigns all the way down to, you know, a very small, you know, local or regional, you know, mom and pop shop, anything, you know, honestly, on any scale, um, we cast it and we are usually hired by the ad agency producer and the creative team. And we collaborate with them and uh, do creative calls and figure out exactly what they're looking for and what would help elevate their concept and, you know, how to like best execute it. And then we translate all of that into actor speak and we send it out into the uh, agent universe, um, which you all receive. And, um, and then we get back the hundreds of auditions yeah, and we do listen to every single solitary one, everyone that that's like the main thing that I really want actors who are listening to hear is that it does not matter which agent you submit through um, it. And it doesn't matter how many we get. If we even, if we get over a thousand auditions, we listen to every single solitary one because as an actor myself and Carly being a former agent, like we know how much care, how much time, how much thought, how much preparation goes into every single audition that we receive. Yeah. And so I just, I can't sleep at night if I, if I like cut a corner and don't listen to every single solitary one. Yeah. I also am like neurotic and I'm right. like, but what if, what if that one was the <laughs> one, you know? Yeah. So we do listen to everyone. We give it very, we give every audition very careful consideration. And then ultimately, we curate from 
let's just say hypothetically, we get 600 auditions. We curate that 600 down to the absolute best 60 or so that we then deliver to our client. And the process of that is, is a long and winding road a little bit, but, um, but ultimately that's, that's the nuts and bolts of it. Um, we edit every audition and make sure that there's no background noise. We EQ everything. So it's all at the same level. So they all sound essentially like they were recorded in the same space. Um, we proofread everything to make sure nobody's mispronounced a word. We, we get jiggy with it a lot of times if we're like, oh, I love the opening line of take two, but I like the body of take one. I'll, you know, we'll edit and flip flop and switch things around. You know, we really, really dig deep and, and get into the noodling of it because we all have backgrounds where, you know, I've been recording my own auditions for years, so I can, I can edit with the best of them. And you know what I mean? Like make it sound exactly how I imagine it in my brain so that we're presenting it to the creatives the way they told us that they're hearing it as well. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. And, and I mean, casting is such an interesting area of the voiceover industry. Um, and I've kind of, I've been dabbling in it uh, recently and I, I love it. It's so, it's, oh, it's so rewarding. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. And I mean, what, what is it that you, what do you enjoy about your job? You know, I really enjoy just hearing the different points of view that people bring. And the different levels of experience they bring. And I don't mean like in voiceover, but like their life experience. Like what? Yeah. It's just amazing when you start listening to as many as we listen to, right? Like you just hear truth. You hear. And when you hear truth, my God, it like resonates. And you like I have goosebump moments every single solitary day when listening to things, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when we're casting things that are really deep and connected and heartfelt, right? You just, you can tell when people are dropped in and they're really speaking from an honest place of authenticity. And it just, it, it really is beautiful to listen Mm. to. Um, And then likewise, you can tell when people are just phoning it in or they're just relying on their, you know, sort of voiceover technique instead of really dropped in and really just having an honest conversation. Um, so I, I mean, I love it. And I love when we're doing a comedy casting and, you know, we're open to improv and, you know, people just, it's, it's really humbling to hear how much comedic talent there is out there. People yeah. are funny and, yeah. and man, when they, when they really put their all into it, it is such an enjoyable process. I still, to this day, I'll be walking the dogs and I'll chuckle out loud at like funny improv moments that I'm like you know, kind of replaying in my brain. Um, it's, Brilliant. it's great. It's great. It's truly, I, I am entertained every day. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And so on that, in terms of auditions, mm-hmm. so I'm sure there are going to be lots of people listening to this who kind of, you know, and, and you've given some advice, but yeah, what is it, what, what is it that, that really kind of gets, gets somebody booked for something? Yeah. So I mean, I'll tell you that for us, and I know there are people out there that that have different opinions, but I can tell you that for Sound and Fury, what gets you noticed is just being the most authentic version of you that yeah. fits the specs. So you don't have to do anything, you know, to stand out. Like, you know, I I know that there's advice out there like, you know, just 
ignore the specs and do it however you want because you're going to stand out and they're going to like that. But we put so much time and care into crafting the specs. Yeah. Uh, that I know our specs can be mockable from time to time because like the spec will be like a full page and then it'll be a tagline. But really the reason for that is we've had that, you know, sort of like bird's eye view and the, you know, we've had the creatives in our ears telling us exactly what they want. And we know we can't be in the room with you. So we're trying to give the actors a roadmap as if we could be in the room with you. And so the, Mm. the main thing that I will say is that if you see a sound and fury spec, really know that we have agonized over every word. So we will, Carly and I will debate like, are we going to say heartfelt or empathetic? Because heartfelt might give us, you know, too like saccharine of a read and Mm. empathetic might give us a little too flighty and spiritual, you know? So, so we really try to choose our words very carefully, very specifically. So if you read one of our specs and, and you think, oh, another long set of specs and it's going to be filled with contradictions and whatever, I challenge you you, the actors, to dig a little deeper because there is a, if you really, really dive into that and noodle it and, and personalize it, right? If something says, you know, we want somebody speaking with authority and gravitas, but also warmth, right? It's not necessarily a contradiction. Like as a parent, you speak with authority and warmth all the time. So then you go, okay, So what version of me is authoritative and warm? Who am I talking Mm -hmm. to when I am both of those qualities? And then you bring that version of you to the spec. So one of the the things that I would love to share with your listeners is that, you know, when you see authority and gravitas, which is on so many of the specs, right? Mm. We're not looking for you to have this, like suddenly you turn into this like, preconceived idea of what a banker sounds like, right? It's like, yeah, you're not suddenly going at JP Morgan wealth management, right? It's like, yeah, uh, that's, that's inauthentic, right? Yeah. So I'm talking to you right now from a place of authority, because I do this all day, every day. I'm talking to you exactly the same way I would be talking to you about our puppies or about our children or whatever, right? So I want to encourage everyone who's listening that when you see authority and gravitas on a script, just turn your recording program on, start talking into your mic about something that you know, like the back of your hand. It could be yoga. It could be painting. It could be baseball. It could be anything, right? Just start talking and then transition right into the script because that's sort of the biggest, I think that spec plagues actors the most because they have this misunderstanding or this misconception of what it means to sound like an insurance person or a a banker or whatever. Right. And it's like, no, it's, it's just you talking from a place of confidence and really settling into that. Um, The other thing that we're listening for all the time is believability. Do I believe you're having an honest conversation with someone? Is it organic? Is it, is it specific? And is it the the correct um, conversation to be having based on the script. So what I mean by that is, you know, creating, creating the atmosphere, creating the proximity, you know, are you sitting at the breakfast counter and just kind of like early in the morning going like, 
you feel like today's a good day to buy a new car? You know, it, is it that proximity or is it like, you know, really intimate and close to the mic and an inner monologue where you're going, decisions, decisions, you know, is it that, you know, so it's like you have to sort of read the script, analyze it, figure out what would be the best circumstance from your real life to use to relate to this material. And I think that would be my, my greatest piece of advice is don't open your mouth and say the first line of the script until you've created a circumstance from your actual life. Yeah. You've chosen who who you're talking to and you should pick somebody with whom you have no pretense whatsoever. So you're not trying to be a version of yourself. You just are. You're just yeah. existing with this person. So it's like a partner or a sibling or a parent or somebody where you just don't pretend, right? You're just yes. you're it's the somebody you would talk to before you even brushed your teeth in the morning, right? Yeah. yeah. And And then you figure out what they have said to you that forces you to say that first line. And if you do that, if you put in the extra 30 seconds or a minute of work before you say that first line and create the circumstance that forces you to say that first line, that will transcend all of the, you know, what we say, nothing slick, polished, or uh, announcery. That will get you completely out of that mode. So- If you want an example, I can give you a quick example. So if you take the line like AT&T puts you in your world first with right to you, right? Like the good portion of the reads that we'll get will be very bright and will be like AT&T puts you in your world first with right to you, right? That's what we mean Mm -hmm. about like typical commercial polished and announcery. Um, Then some of the reads will be totally void, but totally non-announcery. They'll be like AT&T puts you in your world first with right to you which, okay, it's fine. It's not announcery, but there's no connection there. Mm. The reads that are booking right now are reads that are are truly connected. It's like the person is relating a circumstance from their real life to me, the listener, through the words of the script. So if it was me doing it, I have an 18-year-old daughter who's applying to colleges and she has to audition for all these programs. So I would imagine that she downloaded the NYU app on her phone and her auditions in three hours and she dropped her phone in the toilet and she comes out and she's like, oh my God, I'm screwed. And I'm like, you're not screwed. You know why? Because AT&T puts you and your world first with right to you. You know, like you're not in trouble. They're going to show up in two hours. You're going to have your phone. Everything's going to be fine. So it's like, so there's a connectedness. There's mm-hmm. a relatability that we're hearing in the reads now that are booking. There's an authenticity in thinking the thoughts in real time as they come to you and them sounding spontaneous and, you know, more than anything, connected to the person that they're talking to. So all of the attention is on the intention. All of the attention is on your objective and what you want from the conversation and all of the attention is off your voice. We don't care if you go up at the end of the line anymore or down at the end of the line. All the technique stuff is sort of secondary and what is primary right now is the authenticity of the conversation. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, that was absolutely that- <laughs> cool. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's, yeah, just gold, everyone. Gosh, you're just winding me up and then it's like, just let her talk. Yes, brilliant. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. And what we're going to do now is we're just going to have a brief pause to hear from some of our amazing sponsors. Great. 
This podcast is sponsored by Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. Today's episode is powered by the Audient ID14 Mark II. Audient has become a key player within the recording world, boasting a competitive range of studio essentials. Find out more by heading over to audient.com. This podcast is recorded using the Imperative Audio Portable Vocal Booth and is sponsored by studiospares.com, the UK's best single source pro audio supplier, offering up to 20% discount on selected products to the VoiceOver Network members. Black Cat Acoustics, proud to be the UK distributor for the Studio Bricks VoiceOver Booths. Sennheiser supports you in your voiceover production with great sounding microphones and headphones. They are ideal for natural recordings and critical monitoring applications where they ensure that your voiceovers make the difference. And finally, I want to tell you about Hindenburg Narrator, intelligent and intuitive software editing to solve your most common audiobook narration challenges. From uneven levels and noise reduction to ACX and Findaway validation. Download your exclusive Von 60-day trial and $50 discount code at hindenburg.com forward slash voiceover network. Okay, everybody, we're back um, and we are talking about castings and auditions. The fabulous Tina, um, really, yeah, the stuff that you've shared has just been phenomenal. Um, where do you where do you find your talent? Well, we cast a very wide net. I think that's why Sound and Fury has been so successful because we really have found that like when we're searching for those really true, real people sound, yeah. you know, we have to cast a wide net outside of the major markets. Um in addition to the major markets, I should say. So we are casting pretty much nationwide, almost every project. And as you know, worldwide, a lot of times, and we've, yeah. a lot of times we're casting in the US and in the UK. Yeah. We have uh, agent partners all throughout the world um, who we trust and rely on and have been phenomenal in terms of just servicing us to such a high level that, you know, we're able to, to deliver such outstanding links to our clients. Um, so really primarily through agents, if we do go out and scout talent, um, you know, we'll, we'll give them a shot, but then eventually we like to get them connected to an agent because really that, that is, um, the primary way that we connect to talent is through agents. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Uh, and and how has the, I mean, we've all been through kind of a crazy time in the world and um, <laughs> yeah, with the pandemic uh, and uh, COVID, how has, how has the pandemic affected or changed the way that you, you guys work at Sound and Fury? Fortunately for us, Jill set us up brilliantly. So she had the vision probably 12 years ago or so. Um, that casting was going to head in this direction, that it was going to start going more remote. And she set up her business that way. So the business model already existed for Sound and Fury. We were already casting remotely. Um, so not much had to pivot on our end. 
what we've noticed has changed the most is on the talent's end. And, you know, the talent has really had to mobilize and upgrade their home studios. And um, because all of the jobs at this point need to be recorded from home. So how that has changed our casting process is that prior to the pandemic, if a client came to us with a certain budget and the spec was, you know, something that was, you know, pretty easy to find, we could cast in a single market and have no trouble finding it. So we would just cast in just LA or just New York or just Chicago or just London or, you know, one market. Um, But because sound quality became of premium importance and a major criteria, if we can put a read through to the client, we really had to open things up nationwide. So it did increase the number of auditions that we're receiving for every project. Um, but that also expanded our talent base and yeah. introduced us to a lot of talent that we would have never heard otherwise. So really the the main difference is that the talent have had to upgrade their home studios and get source connect, clean feed, whatever the, you know, um, connection capability is that yeah. is, you know, the standard in whatever country or city they're living in. Um, but for us, our, um, you know, our infrastructure was already there. Thanks to Jill, just having this vision. I will say Jill is sort of the creative mastermind and the business mind behind Sound and Fury. And she really innovated this whole process. And so I just, you know, kudos to her because she was really ahead of her time. Yeah, she's a Amazing. And um, yes, San and Fury casting is incredible. You guys have got such a great reputation as well. Oh, well, thank you. We we love each other and we love yeah. what we do. So I hope that is what, you know, is felt in the reverberations that we put out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and what about, so what is it you, I mean, what do you think the key to being a successful voice actor is? I think the key to being a successful voice actor is just being a good actor. Yeah. And by that, I don't mean you don't need your master's degree. You don't need to be a Shakespearean actor, right? A good actor as a voice actor is someone who can live truthfully in a circumstance that they are able to create from their real life. So like I said, you, you create a circumstance that resonates for you, like my daughter dropping her phone in the toilet, then all of a sudden I'm related to that circumstance and I can speak to it in a believable, honest way. That's really the key. You also need incredible dedication and a strong work ethic because, you know, there are tight deadlines. There are demands that are put on you as a voice actor that I think a lot of people don't realize. They think, oh, it's easy. You know, you're an entrepreneur, you are running your own business, you're engineering your own work, and you have to be an artist who can, you know, deliver these, you know, connected, honest, authentic reads. So you're sort of a business person, an artist, and, uh, you know, a technician all at the same time. So it, it's it's a unique, um, it's a unique actor who can really uh, thrive, but but boy, it is so rewarding. I mean, you know, Rachel, like it is yes. honestly uh, my absolute favorite little pocket of the industry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Definitely. Definitely. And it's 
It's something that it's like you get bitten by the the bug. You're kind of <laughs> it's that's true. it. You're, you're yeah, it's, it is. Um, you're in. You're in. Um, yeah. So yeah, which is wonderful. And once you're I, in, too, the community is so warm and yeah. so welcoming and so supportive and lovely and truly unlike any other part of the business. Yeah. I mean. Since Absolutely. the day I entered it, it has just been a family and it's, and the family extends worldwide, right? Like yeah. Yeah. you're in the UK, I'm yeah. in LA. We have known of each other for a long time and there's nothing yes. but like warmth and support. And Definitely. when people are, you know, sharing their wins, the comments are genuine. Like people yeah. are excited to celebrate each other. And, and that is so special and, and truly unique to voiceover. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. It's a very, yeah, very special, special world. And I think because, you know, it's our voice and because, you know, it's not about what we look like and, yes. and we do, and, and we bring so much, so much of our lives and our personality yeah. to our reads. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right with that. It's so important to, to live and to, to use your life experiences because that's what we get. You know, I'm often telling people, you know, people think that voiceover artists get hired for the sound of their voice right it's not it's about your it's your communication skills absolutely Um, yeah and and it's like you said being authentic and connecting to the copy and connecting to the to the real moment that is that copy absolutely 100 percent yeah. I mean, the voice is just the cherry on top these days. It used to be that it was voice driven, right? Yeah. Now yeah. now it is um experience driven. It's yeah. all first person experiential. Like let me in on what is going on inside of your head right now. That's yeah. sort of the trend and that's the read that's booking. And that's what's interesting. It's 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 the human experience, you know? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, people talk about the AI and is AI going to come in? And, and mm. I don't, I don't think it will because I don't, I don't. You can't, you can't replicate that, that, that magic you that can. is the human voice and connection. A, a machine can't I do agree. that. I agree. I agree. I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll do what we've used machines for historically, like, you know, navigation and things and, that, yes. that don't require that depth and nuance and, and the subtlety, but you, yeah, you can't replace that. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. And so, um, so tell us who or what inspires you? Ah, you know, hmm. (laughs) I'll tell you what inspires me. And this is, this is the God's honest truth. And it happens multiple times a day. When I witness someone doing what they were put on this earth to do, it moves me to tears. So whether it's, I mean, I remember when uh, Kelly Clarkson won American Idol. I I mean, she was like this kid. It was like 2003 or four or something like that. I remember where I was, I was getting ready for a wedding and I was, I had the TV on and I was watching it and I just watched her sing that last song. And I was just, I had to redo my makeup. I was just a bucket, but that happens to me several times a day with, with, when I'm casting, right? I yeah. I hear these reads and I'm just like, gosh, that was like, this person is, this, this person in this moment is fulfilling their purpose. Yeah, You know, maybe it's not their only purpose. You know, doing voiceover not, might not be their only purpose. I'm sure they have, you know, greater purposes, you know, to their family and their friends and the people that they're directly connected with. But when I witness, whether it's watching or listening, to somebody just living their truth, it is yeah. just magic. 
And it just moves yeah. me so deeply. Um, so I think that's it. So I must be in the right business <laughs> because Maybe. it happens multiple times a day. Yay. Oh, I know that. That's it. And I mean, I, you know, doing what you love, you know, everybody, I yeah. believe that everybody should be doing what they love. And, and if the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that life is is precious and time is precious. And we, mm -hmm. you know, there's, we all should be, you know, spending the majority of our time doing something that we enjoy and that we love. And, um, and I urge everybody, yes, who's, who's listening, that's, it's absolutely true. And there are so many opportunities out there in, you know, lots of different industries, but in voiceover, voiceover is so exciting right now and, and there's lots going on. And Oh, and it expands yeah. every single day. And that's, yeah. that's the other thing too, is that when you're doing what you love, you know, your voice is an energetic instrument. So yeah. that love comes through to the listener. You, yeah. I mean, all of the actors out there are sending their auditions out into the ether. And I'm here to say like, I'm the ether, you know, I'm the one that's receiving <laughs> them. Right. So, um, when they're sent with love, when there's yeah. love infused in the read, that's how I receive it. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I, um, there have been a couple of examples where, you know, there are actors who we love and, and we, that tend to always make it into our links. And this one guy in particular, his reads started to change. And, and I was like, gosh, I hope he's okay. I hope he's not ill. Yeah, you know, we reached out to his agent. And funnily enough, he go, got back and he was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they listened that closely. I started a new meditation practice and I've been doing my auditions after my meditation practice. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank God that's all it was. But he wow. sounded so like, he almost sounded solemn. He sounded sad. He sounded like, oh, wow. but it, what it was, was he was just so relaxed and yeah. so <laughs> dropped in. But like that subtle of a shift, I was like, okay, just have him flip that order and audition first yeah. and then meditate. And, you know, they reversed right away. Um, so we listen that carefully and, mm. and the voice is so, um, it's so sensitive, right? Yeah. So that, Whatever is going on inside of you, even if you think you're faking it, you're not. We yeah. can hear it. We can yeah. hear everything. And that's the beauty of it. But also, you know, so that's why if you set your intention when you go into the booth to just go and enjoy yourself, put on your pajamas, be as comfortable as you can, and just like, just go in there and, and have fun living through, you know, living yeah. through all of these different experiences, then all of these different opportunities you've been given for the day, then we're going to enjoy listening to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing advice. Um, and so kind of wrapping this up, what, um, I mean, I know we could, we could carry on talking all day yes. and uh, I can't wait to come out to LA and hang out with you at yes. some point when, uh, when things, when things are a bit more settled, but yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so a last piece of advice that you would like to, to leave with the listeners. Uh, let's see. Last piece of advice, follow the direction as silly, silly and basic as that sounds. Yeah. If we say we we do i i promise you every now and then we'll you know something will slip by us where we're like oh shoot we forgot to say that or whatever but for the most part we spend so much time on what we present to you yeah. so if we say please give us you know please read all the lines continuously and give us two full takes please read that and understand that means you're going to read all the lines in the script and then you're going to read all the lines in the script again for a take two because yeah. people will then do three in a row of each line or they'll just sort of kind of 
do whatever they want or they're just not reading the directions. And it just creates so much extra work for us. I mean, I'm talking like hours and hours of extra work of editing when actors don't follow the directions and we put so much care into it. So it it really means a lot to us when people read the directions and follow them. So as basic as that sounds, that would be my biggest piece of advice because you don't want to get noticed in the wrong way as yeah. the actor who's not following the directions. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. That was fantastic advice. And I know that, yes, lots of people will have got a huge amount out of this. Um, thank you so much, Tina, for joining us today on the VoiceOver Hour podcast. It's been it's been a joy. It's been an honor. And uh, it's been really interesting hearing your side of things, because I think being a voice actor and being a casting director, you have you have such a wonderful perspective. Well, thank you for having me. And thanks for this, you know, brilliant service that you're providing because these podcasts are invaluable. I mean, I know that's how I get a lot of my voiceover information and keep current on what's going on and just listening to all of your guests. It's just, it's a wonderful service that you're providing. So thanks for having me. I'm honored. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Tina. Uh, Take care. And um, guys, catch the next um, episode of the VoiceOver Hour podcast next week. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast season two, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network with special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode, bringing you more behind the scenes stories in the voiceover industry.